the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM560, the answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, the answer. Well, all right. Welcome back to this week's edition to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer with your host, John Anthony. I got on the line today a guy who is lighting up Chicago. He's lost so many cars that you can have as a black person, and, but he doesn't care. He simply doesn't care. My main man, my main man, my Haitian brother from another mother, Patrick Brutus. Patrick, welcome to Black and Right, brother. Hey, what's going on, John? I'm glad to be here. How are you guys doing? I, I don't know. I, you, you know, you ready for this, brother? John, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I am going to get my card back today. <laughs> Dude, I lost mine so many years ago. And um, when, I, when I did inquire about getting it back, I was told I couldn't get it back. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll just yeah. create my own cards and give out my own cards. Whereas, you know what? You know, it's okay. I, Go ahead. Yeah, I carry, my, I carry my freedom papers with me all the time. So. <laughs> It's good. Well, speaking of papers, we'll talk about this a little later. Uh, we may need papers, period, just to travel and um, traverse across America. But, you know, yeah. I, I, I want Patrick, I want you to talk to my audience about who is Patrick Brutus. Who are you, brother? Uh, well, you know, much has been said, but the rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. I'm here today live in the studio. Um, First of all, let me say, John, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here, and I want to appreciate you and thank you publicly for inviting me to be a co-host today on 560 AM radio, um, no where you know we can talk about all the issues that you know our community faces from different perspectives, but you know all with the goal of trying to move us forward into places and areas that we have not yet broken through, and I think that. You know, your show is a platform for those voices to be heard so that the new ideas from the new people um, from the new generation can actually be heard and elevated and hopefully acted upon. And so I thank you for letting me come on the show today. I just want to let you know, um, I've done a lot, you know, in my short time on Earth, and I uh, appreciate every day that I'm able to get up and and do something about something. And uh you know, I want everyone here to know that, yes, I have been on the radio before. I hope to do well today to make you proud and to hopefully get an invite back. But I'm going to just tell you right now, everybody who's listening, I am broadcasting live from Joe Biden's basement <laughs> and everything is OK. <laughs> and I'm just happy to be here. I, you know, uh, people might know me from my two campaigns for Congress I have run. Uh, to be a representative of the people in the first district as well as the second district. Um, I still feel that I'm a very good uh, candidate for that one day. Uh, certainly, we need people 
not only like me, but much like me, who have, uh, you know, smart ideas and smart solutions to run for public office to, so that we can lead these communities uh, forward, right? We, right? we do need some new people. We need some new voices. And so I've done that. But I've also worked in the public sector my entire life. I've worked for the state. I work for the city of Chicago currently. Um, I've done economic development. I've done infrastructure. I've done a lot of things to really um, take public resources and put them into the hands of private people and, you know, the citizens in our community. So I, I feel like I've done it all from different vantage points. You know, I'm very active in my community here. Um, Sometimes I like to say I'm just a kid from the suburbs, man. But now I realize <laughs> I'm just a little county boy, oh. growing, living up, living now in one of the bluest cities in America. And so sometimes yeah. I say I'm frustrated. And so you know, my tagline is I'm a frustrated Democrat. And so and then your questions uh, of the day too, right? My I do yeah. I have some you know some signature things that I do on social media. I have my confessions of a frustrated Democrat. I have my question of the day. I have say what you want to, but this is telling. Uh, I have just a thought. I have final thoughts. I have a you know a couple of yeah. things that I go out there to put on social media for just the reason, uh, sole purpose of trying to provoke thought. And, right, and Patrick, wait, let's yeah. stop. Let's park it right there because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people. I mean, because I mean, you and I, I think we take abuse like no other because <laughs> you and I, we talk a lot about it. But I think I think that's the key point right there. It's not so much that you, 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 you're, you're pushing uh, uh, an agenda, you're pushing a Republican Party, you're pushing Donald Trump. You're trying to push black people to think outside the box. And you know what? Forget about the box. Tear the box up, destroy the box, right. kick the box to the curve to think. Right? Right. Yeah. You know, it's really hard to accept sometimes. And, you know, I caution everybody because social media can be a beast, you know, John. Especially and Twitter. it's hard not... Okay, I'm telling you, right? It's hard not to take it personally sometimes. And you've got to be able to really compartmentalize if you want to go forward. If I wasn't strong, I would have caved a long time ago (laughs) and gave up social media altogether as a platform for me to kind of just, you know, uh, speak my mind. But absolutely, John, we we take some abuse, um, you know, but we got to keep moving forward. We got to keep pounding through, power through. Uh, we got to drill down. We've got to ask the questions that people are afraid to ask. But right. as far yep. as the box, yep. here's what's tough to take sometimes. It's tough to take criticism from people who are challenging me for thinking outside the box while they are in the box Hello. themselves. Hello. And so I say get out the box so you can actually see what I'm saying because you can't, you can't see what I'm saying if you're in the box, right? Right. And so um, a very wise mentor of mine, and let me give him a shout out real quick publicly if he's listening, Milton, Milton Hardnett. And he used to always say his name like this, Milton Hardnett, <laughs> uh, accent on the T, yeah. right? He would say to me, and I've carried this throughout my life, and I want everyone to listen very carefully. And uh, he would say, if you don't see it before you see it, you'll never see it. It's true. And then he would then he would say, you know, you should see Hoff Daddy's look. <laughs> you should see Hoff Daddy's yeah. visual right now. Yeah, it is right. If you don't see it before you see it, you'll never see it. Wow. And also what gets me through is some will, some won't. So what? And that's what uh, the attitude I take to Facebook and Twitter. And that's my attitude. And 
you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So, 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 guys. So let's let's pound, man. Let's let's just, right. Let's go at it today, so, man. So, so that's one of the reasons. If you're listening, um, that's Patrick Brutus. He's my guest co-host today. Um, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have him on because Patrick goes hard in the paint. I mean, he, I mean, you know what, Patrick? You remind me like. You know, I look at I look at the, the the Democrats that's happening. You know, you look you think about the and let's compare it to this, the '90s NBA to this new age NBA. Bill Cartwright. Bill Cartwright. Yeah. yeah. You t- yeah. He, you, yeah. Be, because because you know what you're going to expect when you go into that paint, and yet you mm-hmm. still drive into the hole to, to to try to take your team to the winning to the championships. Whereas you look at this new school NBA, they're like, yeah, let me see. I don't know. Maybe if I pull up in that jump shot, I probably hit it. Maybe, but you know. I don't know if I want to go in there, but because but the, what they don't realize if they go in there, they are not gonna get hit like the like the cats did in the in the '90s in the NBA. With 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 well, I almost said something I probably couldn't say on radio. But when when Scottie Pippen had that big old knot on his head, you know what I mean? Dad, come on, man! You go yeah, hard in the paint this? every day. Well, you know, I appreciate you uh, for saying that because I, I really try to really just keep it real. But let me let me let me uh, give you and your listeners something to think about. I'll go back to the 80s. Uh Uh-oh. How about this? 80s basketball. All right? And Daryl Dawkins. Yes. Remember him? Oh, yes, I do. Dude, he was was one of the first guys uh, on TV. Now, there might have been some other cats who did it, but on TV, he was one of the first guys that actually broke the rim. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Okay? Yep. He went up for a dunk, and he broke the rim. Now, talk about playing strong in the paint, right? He went up for a dunk, broke the rim. And then they started to have some fake gangsters in the lane try to break the rim to get on the news. And some guys weren't able to always do that, no matter how hard they dunked. And then in the 90s, they created the breakaway rim, yep. right? The uh, setback rim. Yep. And so now in the 2000s, where everybody else seems to be right now, yeah. they're so afraid that they don't even want to take the charge. Yeah. Oh, oh, if they do, it's, it's, do it's they're flopping. Me? If they you're do, they're flopping. Yeah, if they do, so, they're flopping. Right. We went from dudes who could really bang and hang to now we got guys who don't even want to go to the lane because they're afraid to take a charge. Yeah. And so I'm in there, man. And when I was at U of I, shout out to my fellow flying Illini, the alumni of the real U of I in the state of Illinois. Um, shout out to Champaign-Urbana. That's where I used to live. There it is. There it is. And so uh, I was uh, I was fortunate to, uh, and I have these guys as friends for life. But I'm six foot three and a half, almost six four. And so when I would go play ball with my guys, I was the tallest one. And so right. they would always say, "Pat, you're Wait. in the middle." And I'd be like, hey, "No, Pat. I want to play." Yeah, go ahead. We got a commercial break. Come yeah, you, hey, my man, you my man. So hey, look, when we come back from um, the break, let's 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 start talking about coronavirus and, and blacks house why it's affecting a lot more blacks let's also talk about what dr burke said you know everybody that's being tested um if you be if you're tested and you die you basically no matter how you die you're going to be labeled as a coronavirus death so we're gonna we're gonna hit that hard quick you listen to the black and right on am560 the answer we'll be right back And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Hey. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. 
Joining me today at home, probably with his feet kicked up. No, you're in your office, so you probably don't have your feet, your, your, your feet kicked up. Uh, Patrick <laughs> Brutus, what's going on, bud? Man, I'm still here. I'm still hanging and begging with so, the great John Anthony. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> no no greatness, no nothing. I'm just just John, baby. Just John. Just John. I'm, <clears throat> I'm just trying to live this life just like just as John. J. Anthony, J. Anthony speaks, but just John, brother. So, so, uh-huh. so, so Patrick, you know, you and I, we've been talking back and forth about what's going on with this coronavirus, um, you know, the numbers and all of that. I, I, I want to play. Can, Hoff Daddy, are you going to control the boys today? You'll be the man if you oh, I despise you today. Um, but I, I want to play a, um, just maybe, I don't know if I'm going to play the whole clip uh, with Dr. Burks explaining about how they're, when, when it comes to the testing, and Hoff Daddy explained it to me today very well. I, I, I must add, Hoff Daddy, uh, about how anybody that's dying in the hospital, because they have this form that says, did they die? Yes. Were they, did they have coronavirus? Yes. They are being counted towards uh, people who have died, even if the symptoms hadn't taken over, even if they were asymptomatic. They are being declared people that die. So how are we, you know, Toff Daddy yelled at me. But to my point, I look at this from the political lens because I see the political ramifications for something like this. I get the, I get the rationale of why the, 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 the medical community is doing it. Go ahead, Toff Daddy. I, I just had another idea. It's possible that we're just inflating the numbers so that when we do sue China for manufacturing this thing, <laughs> And spreading it around the globe uh, that we be. have better claim. Could be. But, but I, I want to play, play Dr. Burks. There are other countries that if you had a pre-existing condition, and let's say the virus called you to go to the ICU and then have a heart or kidney problem, some countries are recording that as a heart issue or a kidney issue and not a COVID-19 death. Um, right now, we're still recording it, and we'll... I mean, the great thing about having forms that come in and a form that has the ability to market as COVID-19 infection, the intent is right now that those, if someone dies with COVID-19, we are counting that. Pa- Patrick. Ha- yeah, that's crazy. Do, do, am I the only one that see the, is that logical? As, as, Paul, as, 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 as Charles Love would say, where's the logic in that? Yeah, I think the problem with that is, is that it lends itself down the road to being discredited. Once autopsies and medical examiners do the post-death examinations, we're going to find out that at least probably in my estimation, half of these cases attributed to coronavirus mortalities were not necessarily so. And so to put it all under the corona box, to me right now, is completely irresponsible. It's, you know, I, I don't want to use the word fake news yet. I'll use it later. Yeah. Um, but it's not, it, it can't possibly be the way they're reporting it. That doesn't match up. Like, for example, if someone was diagnosed with coronavirus and decided to jump out of a plane, because they felt the sky is falling, they're going to die, the world is over, life for them will cease to exist as they know it, and they go ahead and commit suicide and jump out of a plane without a parachute over the Himalayas in a privately chartered plane, John. Is that coronavirus? 
or is that right. suicide? But, 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 but Patrick, think about this. Think about this. You know, I've talked about this all week. Decisions are being made based on this data, 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 whatever you want to call it. Decisions, mm-hmm. decisions about extending shelter in places and all this is, is they're being made based upon these numbers. And now if, 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 if we don't have the numbers correct and then, and then, and then people are, people are not stupid. They're not dumb. They're seeing all of this. I mean, why would I want, why should I stay in my shelter in place knowing that you're inflating numbers quite possibly or allegedly, right? Right, right, right. They're creating panic, fear, uh, pandemonium. And I think, you know, the fear is probably greater than the crime, right? I agree. And this is really causing people to have panic. And uh, honestly, John, I myself, this is day 26 of my involuntary sequestration. And um, I myself have felt that I've had coronavirus at least 12 times. <laughs> and I have yeah. been in my house. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's paranoia. Yeah. You know? you know? And so this is crippling America and everything that is uh, a derivative of this uh, panic, uh-huh. this pandemic, you know, the economy is affected. Education has been affected transportation modes have been affected, you know, life as we know it has been affected in an adverse way because of these inflations. Right. right? Hey, Patrick, Patrick. Um, so, so, so we got right, somebody, we got somebody on the line. His name, he goes by Pete, uh, currently on the Ria, the Ria, currently on the Ria, Ria. That's what I got. So he's saying he disagrees with how we, in our assessment of how the, how the deaths are being counted. Hey, Pete, thanks for calling black and right. Thank you guys. So there's a really, really good reason for counting all of the, the COVID-19 deaths the way they are. And it's because we're really good at keeping records. And when the pandemic is over and they're going to go back and look at all of the death certificates, all of the causes of deaths, and all of the related causes of deaths, they'll be able to, to find the vector of this disease and how it progresses in the human body. Does it affect lungs, heart, kidneys, yada, yada, yada? without having those deaths fall off the records after it's all over. But Pete, Pete, so they need all the but Pete, we, I, I mean, I, I mean, can't we, you know, bounce a ball and chew bubble gum at the same time? Can't we create a, a, a separate uh, batch or to, 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 to hold those numbers of people who, let's say they died of a heart attack, may not have, may have been just asymptomatic, may not have died. Can't we create a system Right now, where because because remember, I, I'm looking at the political angle of this. People will use people will and are using this to make decisions. In my opinion, usurping constitutional rights. So, because of that, shouldn't we create a system that separates it out and still where we we, we follow the people that are dying that may not have died from the complications of the corona? Help me out. Well, it's entirely possible, but it's not practical. And that's the, you know, these are the statisticians are the ones who have to follow this information, not you, me, and the politicians. Right. Although I agree with you, we've sacrificed a heck of a lot of our freedoms and liberty. The First Amendment got trashed. We're not allowed to go to church. Right. So mm-hmm, I'm as mm-hmm. disappointed in that as the next guy. I'm just telling you there's a reason why they're doing this re- way they're recording this death for the post-mortem on how the disease operates. Right. I get that, Pat. 
Pat, you yeah, want to get... I think you have, I, yeah, you got a good point there. Uh, and, you know, I thank your caller for a great insight into the issue. I, I, I can't say he's wrong, John. Right. What do you think? No, I, I, I don't. No, again, yeah. I don't think he's wrong. But at the same time, these numbers are still being right now. I just saw on CNN 19,000 deaths. Yeah, but how many of yeah. those deaths would fall into that category of people who might not see? I look, I'm always coming from a different perspective, a different angle. You know, six or nine. You know, I see six, you may see nine. Uh, right. I'm not, I don't have a problem coming over to your side to see that you see six. So, because I, I believe in the great Stephen Covey, seek first to understand before you seek to be understood, which is what I've been doing. I've been looking from looking at this. Hey, Pete, thanks so much for joining the the, the show. Please continue to listen. Um. But I, I, I'm always looking to see why people think and, and process things the way they do. So I go and I try to learn it from their perspective. But then I go right, and I... Right, and, that's the best way to learn. Right, yep. but then I go and look at what's actually happening, what's actually running and happening on the ground, and then I come up with a best-case um, conclusion, you know? So I get what Pete's saying, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's not wrong, and certainly... I 100% agree with what you're saying. It, it requires, I think, some more analysis, but I don't like the idea with all the people who say, listen to the scientists, and the yeah. scientists are doing this, right. right? And so now we're in a box where we have to believe what they're saying, and it just common sense says it's not true. Right. And so we're, you know, it's, it's, it's a conundrum, right. per se, right? Right. So, Catherine, Catherine, I see you on the line. I'll take your call when we come back. But when we come back, we, we, we're going to speak to a person that I know and love very well, a uh, very wise person. He's been doing, uh, he's a nephrologist. He's been doing this for over 41 years. My uncle, Dr. Paul Crawford. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. We'll be right back. Get up. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Get up. Get on up. Get up. Get on up. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Kicking it alongside in his house, probably somewhere, probably in the basement, is the today's guest co-host, Patrick the Hitman Brutus. What's going on, Patrick? <laughs> now the Hitman. Okay. Tommy Heard, move over. Here I come. There you go. So before before we, we go to my be, before we go to my uncle, we have um a caller on the line. She's been holding for quite some time. Her name is Catherine. Um, she says, uh, we need to remember that antibiotics don't do anything for viruses. Catherine, welcome to Black and Right. Catherine? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Go ahead. Okay, hey, all right. So I just want to top, uh, uh, touch on five points right now real quickly. Go ahead. First of all, first of all when we have Dr. Fuji um, speaking on this, this uh, pandemic, he is a immunologist. We also need a virologist talking on this. Somebody who understands viruses, okay? Yeah. And if you notice, we haven't had anybody who is a virologist that I can remember yeah. speaking on the matter. Also, um, ZPAC, which is an antibiotic, uh-huh. is not going to help with the virus. The chloroquine is an antiparasitical, which is not going to help with a virus because a virus what it does is it has to have part of you. Right. It has to be able to, to get into your cellular structure. We know that, right? Right. It has to have. It, also, it has to have a host. Go ahead. That's right. Okay. Uh, and then when it's, once it starts to produce itself to make it look like your normal cell, 
it will confuse the medicine. Also, you have to understand about cells and bacteria and viruses. What can happen is they can make sump pumps. So when medicine is coming in and they'll send six, what, what they call smoke signals uh-huh. throughout the body, it can let the, let the other cells know that it's coming. And when that medicine gets there, it'll pump it out. So right. it's very smart. And the reason why I know that, because I've attended several medical conferences with, uh, you know, uh, these type of cellular life forms. Right. The other thing is I want us to pay attention to is why are they making certain areas with, just like on the southwest, I mean, yeah, southwest side of Chicago, they're making that, uh, they had made a makeshift refrigerator over there expecting a lot of death oh, over wow. there. Right. Why it, is that? Hey, okay. hey, 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 Catherine, you got you got one more point. Uh, I got I got my um, guests on the, on the next line. So can you make, make, wrap up your last point so we can? Uh, this okay. Is and then Catherine, the other one, it? I w- yeah, it's Catherine. I want to say one more thing. Go ahead. Quick. Um, read the book of Acres of Skin. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks so much for joining us, Catherine. Hey, thanks, Catherine. So, so as I told you right before we went to break, we're going to be having um, Dr. Paul Crawford. Uh, Dr. Paul Crawford graduated from Loyola University of Chicago, the Stritch School of Medicine in 1974. Uh, he has one office in Illinois where he specializes in nephrology and internal medicine. He's been doing this as a, for 41 years. I want to welcome to Black and Right my uncle, Dr. Paul Crawford. Well, thank you. Hey, uncle, how's it going? Very, very, very well. So, very well. So, hey, Dr. Crawford, how are you, sir? All right. So we're going to hold you in this third segment, and we're going to hold you over for the fourth segment to, to talk about um, your body of research when it comes to the kidney hypertension and possibly wh- why and how COVID is affecting, uh, why it's affecting so many more black um, people in, 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 in urban areas. Why, why is that, Uncle Paul or Dr. Crawford? I think Sorry. there are multiple uh, things going on, and some of which are what they call the social determinants of health, which have to do with transportation, income, education, uh, food deserts, uh, all of the non-sort of medical type things that also affect health. Right. The access to care is also very important. Uh, as you are aware, many of the inner city hospitals, when I started practicing 41 years ago, there were the smaller inner city community hospitals, most of which have almost been shut down. We no longer have the local community hospitals. They've closed over the years, pretty much, I mean, High Park, uh, there were there were multiple. Well, they're going to make, I guess, St. Francis, which the Metro South, into a, a facility used for the coronavirus. But uh, there's others they are going to try to survive. But the, this, the economic environment was such that if you had higher income and you lived in a higher income area, your hospital was supported by a big commercial base of privately insured patients, and you did a lot of procedures. You looked great. You raised a lot of money. You thrived. Because if you were an inner-city hospital, dealing with lower income, lower unemployment rates, uh, higher unemployment rates, that is, and uh, less resources to deal with issues of life as well as health, then you see that the, the consequences are what we see with we're talking about hypertension or cancers or or diabetes or uh, other illnesses, asthma, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. All these comorbidities are prevalent in our community. Obesity, lack of exercise, 
uh, and and there's things associated with uh, the cost of plant-based and fruits and vegetables that we advise everybody to get. Right. Hey, hey, Uncle it's Paul. It's a very expensive diet. Hey, Uncle Paul, hold, hold the line. We'll we'll come right back to you because I'm sure Patrick is biting at the bit um, to ask you some questions. Um, um, you're listening to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. I have my uncle, Dr. Paul Crawford, who studied nephrology for over 41 years. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me today is my good friend, Patrick Brutus. Patrick, thanks so much for yep. joining me today, brother. No, I'm happy to be here, man. I really this appreciate is, it. Uh, this, yeah, this is a great deal. Yeah, thank you. So, uh, before we the break, we were talking to Dr. Paul Crawford, who is a nephrologist. Did I say that right, Uncle? I mean, um, Dr. Crawford? That's right. That's okay. right. Patrick, what do you got for him? So, uh, thanks for talking to Mike. Dr. Crawford, first of all, thank you for your service. Over 41 years, I can't imagine it being uh, more of a value to know that you've been you know, on the front line of giving uh, lots of people great health and treating them and, you know, diagnosing them and taking care of their health. But uh, here's the question I ask you, I'd like to ask you. Um, we're hearing now more about how uh, COVID-19 is having a greater impact on the black community um, due to a lot of those pre-existing uh, conditions and stressors that promote you know, bad health in our community, right? And you articulated it excellently in your first segment where you highlighted all the, you know, the healthy foods and the economics that we're not at, that we don't have access to. So, but for those of us who do, right? For those of us in our community who are a little bit more able to uh, not be in those high risk categories, how then still are those uh, conditions prevalent where COVID is having such a drastic result? Like, can you speak to the differences between uh, the have-nots and the have-gots in the black community, yet we're all still subject to the same impact of this uh, virus? Right. Well, the virus has no respect of person, so it doesn't care whether you have high income, low income, middle income. It doesn't. Uh, discriminate at all, and it, uh, it simply wants to get into the live cells so it can thrive and decimate the body by dominating the immune system in such ways that the pulmonary circuit, the lungs, are unable to exchange the oxygen like it would like to. But uh, this is uh, uh, being obviously researched in terms of what treatments, what are the best treatments, and we keep continuing on going. But those treatments and have to be go through trials to make sure they work in terms of a clinical trial where you've got um, the placebo group versus the regular group or the different things you compare to come out and say, well, what are the answers or what in terms of treatment? But we don't have the answers yet as to all of the questions that we can ask about how to transfer from one person to another. We don't have a database available. Uh, because you hear a lot of different things on the radio. You hear friends tell you this. Yeah. Or you see it in the news. And, and I tell people all the time, in God we trust, but all others must have data. Oh, there it is. We don't, right. do, we right. don't so have that, the data yeah. to support the claims that various people are saying. Then you can't, you know, the rule in medicine is do no harm. 
And so while we think we want to help people, but we certainly don't want to give them a treatment where the treatment's worse than the disease. So right. it's a combination of... I'm, I'm sorry. So no, no, go a combination, ahead. combination of, of the importance of following the things that we know are healthy in terms of if we can afford a, a more plant-based diet, uh, if we can afford to get out and exercise in the, with the, observing the distance rules of six feet, and if we can afford to get a proper amount of rest and deal with the other issues of anxiety and stress that just come from the knowledge of what's around us, I think, and have right. our faith. And I think people often forget about the spiritual aspects of health care in terms of if right. you don't have so any faith, you'll be totally, you know, decimated. No, absolutely. A- absolutely. I agree with that, you know, uh, in God we trust. So, um, Dr. Crawford, so as you know, in the beginning of this epidemic, there was a lot of uh, urban myth that was being circulated around that black people couldn't get it. Then right. we didn't have data on how many black folks were getting it and were, uh, you know, falling to its demise, dying. And now we're hearing all of the, uh, you know, black folks that are dying at 70% rates. And so um, what can we do, right? What can we do to fight off the virus? What are some of the things that we can do? And I know we only have 45 seconds or so to answer that question, but can you give our listeners some ideas on best practices, what to do beyond, uh, you know, sheltering in and quarantining ourselves? What can we do, like, you know, to fight off this kind of virus? Well, the first thing that's going to come up is uh, hand-washing. And uh, hand-washing, you know, there are lots of instructions on various offices and places and public information in terms of, you know, going through your ABCs twice while you wash your hands with warm water to soap. And the other one is the hand cleaners, which are becoming a little more unavailable because there's so many stores running out of the alcohol-based hand cleaners. The other thing is checking for any, of course, uh, all the wear that we have on the clothing and that it's cleaned and properly um, laundered in terms of that, in terms of uh, in addition to keeping the distance, but any coughing, sneezing, fever, or shortness of breath, or any other are, symptoms are there any di- are, But, Dr. Crawford, are there any dietary things that we can do? Uncle Paul, you have 30 seconds. 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of things on the news, but it hasn't been put through studies, elderberry or turmeric or whatever you have, vitamin C, vitamin D, lots of things, but no data to support right. that that's the treatment or the best treatment. And there are a lot of people trying apple cider vinegar. There are a lot of people doing lots of things, but the proof is in the pudding. And unless you're going to have it in a clinical trial to prove that it's effective, safe and effective to the patients, we're not going to give it. Right. So, so Uncle Paul, thank you so much for joining us today. I mean, I thought no I thought it was a, a really eye-opening. And I also think, you know, we, we also have to, because uh, I've, I've gone out to a lot of communities and you still see people uh, out and about hanging out and really not caring about what's happening and not realizing how they could be asymptomatic and taking it back to granny, which I have, I've, I've self-isolated before the government even told me to do so. But, uh, Uncle Paul, thanks so much for joining us. i got to have you back on uh, to really, really delve into uh, the health aspect, of, especially with mm-hmm. when it comes to black people here in uh, the United States. we really got to start taking it uh, a little bit more serious. So, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Paul Crawford, thanks so much for joining Black and Right. Oh, you're welcome. All right. Thanks, Dr. Crawford.
So, I mean, you're right, though. We, we, we have to start eating right. We have to start um, right. doing a lot of things a lot, a lot differently than what we're doing now. And if, if yeah. we don't change how, we, how we're out there doing it, we're going to be a problem. Hey, you're listening to Black and White on AM560. Um, share this feed. Uh, go to um, Black and White Radio. Share the feed. Like the feed. Uh, like and follow. Uh, follow me at J. Anthony Speaks on Facebook and Twitter. You are listening to Black and White on AM560. Hop Daddy. Pat, we'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The answer. Welcome back. Black and Right on AM560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, alongside my good friend and buddy, Patrick the Hitman. See, I'm, I give nicknames. Patrick the Hitman Brutus. <laughs> How you doing, bud? Man, Tommy Hearns, watch out, man. Tommy yeah. Hearns, that's the left and the right. The Hitman is here. That's your new nickname, brother. The Hitman. That's it. So, hit so, so, I mean, man. That was know. a great segment, by the way. That was a great segment. It was. With Dr. Crawford really bringing some good information, some facts, some fact-based reporting, actually. You know, I mean, I think he came with the and, and, you know, his information was consistent with what everyone else is saying from a medical standpoint. So I appreciate that because our viewers and listeners need to hear the real deal and not the myths, not the stories, not the rumors, but the real truth, unfiltered, right. straight from the you know, professional's mouth. Right? Hey, 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 Hoff Daddy, is that Cherie on the line? Cherie, right, can, can you let uh, um, let's go to Cherie um, from Texas. What's up, sister? Hey, hey, what's up, bro? So, you know, I was watching Fox News, and I saw, which I really do, to, I mean, you probably be quite shocked that I watch, I really watch Fox News. And I saw how they had, um, you know, being that tomorrow's Easter Sunday, they had somebody come on and sing a song. So I'm going to give you a minute and 30 seconds to sing us out of uh, onto the next break, because I think for with tomorrow being Easter, I think a song is due for what, what we, we're dealing with um and, and needing and wanting God to heal our land. Go ahead, Cherie, Cherie Brown. All right. There you go. God bless America, land that I love, stand beside her and guide her. Through the night with the lights from above, from the mountains to the prairies, to the oceans white with gold, God bless America, my home, sweet home, God Go ahead, girl. I love my home sweet home. Cherie Brown. Where can people find you? Get a website? Get music out there? Yes. Oh, yeah. You have, tw- you have 25 seconds to tell my people how to reach you. All right. CherriePatrice.com. S-H-E-R-R-E-E-P-A-T-R-I-C-E. And on Instagram, Twitter, and all the above. That's my good friend, Cherie Brown. She has a way of just rocking the soul. And I think we need, we need our souls 
move in a time like this when everybody is so uncertain about what's next, what to do next, what we got coming up next. And uh, I wanted to end the hour with um, something to, to, to remind us of who we are. Cherie Brown, thanks so much for joining us on Black and Right. Hour two coming up. Don't move. Keep it locked. We, we talk about a lot of good stuff about what's going on in our communities. We'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I am your host, John Anthony, otherwise known as J. Anthony Speaks. Um, That's my other handle on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, I'm joined today by my good friend... Patrick the Hitman Brutus. See that last name, Brutus. <laughs> Bruce. See that, that? That says to me, strong man. My Haitian brother. It does. It does. That's it. So that, hour, that one first hour just flew by, right? It flew by so fast, John. Yeah. Like, wow, we haven't even touched on all of our topics that we've talked about. I, I, I just sent you that message. I told you. Show. I told you this. It's a fast moving show. Yeah. Hey, be, be, I, can, I can imagine your listeners being more frustrated that you don't have that extra time, man. Go ahead. Oh, you, you, you got called um, half daddy. You heard that? He's not the only one that said I need more time, you know, got to talk to them. Hey, but, but before, before we go to, uh, we have another guest coming on. Uh, before we go to him, I want to take Bob from Schomburg. Bob, thanks so much for calling black and right. What's your questions? Um, what's your question? Yeah, I just would like to get some evidence. You know, these people that have died from the coronavirus. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I like to get some. You know, get what they really died of. You know, I mean, that's what I'd like to know. Yeah. If all these people really died from the coronavirus. Yeah. Because you know it doesn't make any sense to me. And you know what? I'm not even a doctor. Right. Uh oh. All right. Thanks so much for calling, Bob. And, 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 you know, I, I was sitting here doing a break, and I said to myself, when did the spike in deaths happen? I want to know when that, that real, real, real spike happened, and when did they start labeling everybody? Um, right, exactly, Hop Daddy. <laughs> when did that right, spike actually right. happen? But, you know, joining Black and Right show right now is uh, a friend of mine. I feel like we, he and I have been friends for like a thousand years. Um, uh, he's one of the, I mean, when you talk about cooks, this brother can throw down. Um, he's the owner of Butcher and the Walk. If you have, if you haven't been there, you have to go there. And I'm not getting paid anything from this to say this because I, it's good food. My good friend Michael Lapidus. Mike, what's up, buddy? Hey, how are you, John? Hey, I'm doing well. No, not not, not how am I? How are you? Oh well, that's a loaded question, we, right? We've seen some better days. Yes. Yeah. So, so Mike, what what what's it like? to have the governor close your dining room and reduce your staff with little to zero revenue coming in. I mean, and, and, and when you look at it in short notice. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it really happened uh, very quickly within 24 hours. And, you know, we, we had seen some signs of the reduced customers coming through the front door for a few days, but it was a pretty big shock to, you know, have our business basically shut down and, and, you know, I, I understand the reasons for it. I, I'm not complaining about that. Right. 
but uh, you know, there's some things that uh, they were trying to do to make it right for us, and they're just not happening. Now, is that the Putting SBA our- set up the, the how they set up the SBA loan? I mean, they and it, are they administering through the banks? Is that the problem? Yeah, I mean, so they set up this payroll protection uh, act, and it was it's supposed to be right. administered mm-hmm. through banks and local banks were getting a fee to handle it. And they knew they were doing this for a couple of weeks, you know, and we're with fifth third bank and fifth third bank has totally failed because they're not ready for it. They're not communicating for it. So here I am trying to pay my staff and I'm not able to get these loans because fifth third, you know, has dropped the ball. Whereas another bank where bank of America, Citibank, some other uh, wind trust bank, they're given a million five in this payroll protection to a friend of a friend who's already ramped up his services and he's doing very well right now. (laughs) And he doesn't even need the loan, but he, he got it. And this is the disparity that we're having right now where the people, especially the restaurants and the hospitality industry really need this to keep our employees going. And wow. it failed. That's the loophole, right? That's the loophole in this uh, new, uh, you know, initiative by the by the uh, by the administration. That you know, unfortunately, you're going to have some folks that take advantage of it, knowing that there were those smaller guys like yourselves who really needed it the most. But you know, Mike, what 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 kind of a restaurant do you operate? Well, it's a, uh, a gourmet Chinese restaurant, so it's wood-fired okay. Chinese food. So it's just uh, so you were like ironic. you said. So you were starting to right. So you were starting to see some of the uh, the commercial declining your business even before the governor decided that you were a non-essential business. See, like I think the business community now being classified as either essential or non-essential, oh. right? I think okay. that's the bigger problem that yep. I would have, Mike. You know, like like you're a small business, you create jobs, you generate revenue for the tax base uh, in Schaumburg, and you're probably an outstanding citizen. You obviously are crossing multiple, you know, cultures. And, you know, in in my estimation, a business like yours that is actually, you know, um, presenting a cuisine in a, culture that is being attacked by a lot of folks because of ignorance, right? And because of fear, you, to me, are an essential business that everybody said, don't blame the Chinese, yet here they're closing a Chinese restaurant down in a community that has a large Asian population. To me, that's where my, my, um, my um, displeasure with the governor's actions would fall on as a business owner. How do you feel about that, Mike? Yeah, I mean, personally, obviously, we've seen the ignorance of people because we have a Chinese restaurant. They relate it to COVID, uh, poor Corona beer. But I I think what I would have liked to see or what I like to see is let's put us all in the same boat. Let's make sure that we're all shut down. We're all quarantined. We're stopping the spread. And we do it seriously. We do it with purpose. And we don't just have this, this, this arbitrary, you're, you right. could be open, you don't have to be open. And I know you guys have been right. talking about that, you know, throughout right. the past couple of weeks. But Mike, Mike, Mike how about we do it like Sweden too? How about, how about, how about, I mean, you, you, you this, this has been my point. 
You either shut it all down or you keep it open and you allow you allow smart people to make decisions that, that to, as I told you on my way in, Mike, allow you to say, you know what? I don't think we should allow anybody that's of this age who are affected by this disease to come into the restaurant. And you don't let them in. You either shut it down or open up back up America. That's my that's where I'm at right now. What about you, Mike? Yeah, no, I mean, I see some of that, you know, but I think we need some guidelines uh, on how to do it. You've seen grocery stores react very quickly. They're putting the tape on the floor. They're making seniors right. come in in the morning. Fascism. Oh. Um, and I think that they're doing that on their own or through their associations. Right. You know, the Illinois Restaurant Association and the National Restaurant Association have sent out some guidelines that have been great for kitchens that are still open. Um, but we do need some leadership on this and yeah. we need to, you know, could, is this going to last beyond April 30th? Right. And, right. and if it right. does, or are we going to open parts of the country or parts of Illinois and who gets to be a part of that and who doesn't? And, and Mike, you were shut down, forced to shut down because you were your, the location of where your restaurant is, right? Yeah, I mean, they, uh, yeah, we're uh, in Oak Brook, and so they shut down the entire Oak Brook uh, mall uh, center, and so that we have no access to our place. Right. We can't even do pickup or delivery. Wow. So, Mike, when, when you open back up, talk to the people where you're at. You got a website, uh, Facebook, um, because I, I'm, what I'm trying to do is highlight as many um, small businesses, people that are, in my opinion, every small business is essential. Sorry, and I don't care who's well, upset or mad about that. Every small business is essential. Uh, where, where can people find you? Yeah, very essential, and I appreciate that. Uh, Butcher and the Walk, Butcher and the Walk, W-O-K dot com. And you can also find this on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter as well as that. And we're at the Oak Brook Center on the third floor by the AMC Theater. And, you know, another scary thing is, you know, you look at these headlines, will yeah. AMC reopen again? Yeah. Yeah, right, and that's right. a huge driver yeah, for our business. We having a party at Butcher in the Walk when this opens up. How about that, uh, Mike? <laughs> there you go. Let's do it. We're gonna, we're gonna, yep, we're gonna have fun too. All right, hey, Mike. Hey, thanks so much for calling, man. I really appreciate you, yeah. and you know, I'm, you're in my prayers. And I'm, I'm, let's hope this, let's hope this, this, this virus dies out soon, and we open back up um, Chicago, Illinois, and America. Thanks so much for joining us. Good Mike. luck, Mike. All right, thank you guys. Thanks for doing what you do. You're the best, bro. All right, but I mean, you, you know, sometimes you got to put a face to what to, to, to the pain that's out there, and oh, yeah. you know, people are not just dying; people are also suffering because suffering they, economically, yeah, economically, economically. You know, we have we have to be able to show those show both of those. You know, but hey, coming up next, we talk to Paris Lewis. He's a financial advisor. He's somebody who I trust with all of my money, so you know he's somebody I trust. We'll be right back on AM five six to the answer. We now return to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back. Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me at home, I just he just sent me a picture of how he is, you know, he has a very <laughs> professional setup, too. Computer, microphone, and all. Patrick the Hitman Brutus. What's up, brother? 
There it is. There it is. You know, I got a reputation. Got to have my suit coat on all the time. Uh, well, you know? I, 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 I see that. But, you know. You know. <laughs> hey, but, but you saw I'm still rocking the Cub hat. So. Hey, you know what? Let's play two. Let's play two. You know, come on, man. The Cubbies, man. You know, the Ron Sandex of the world and uh, my buddy Dom. You know, they hate me because I'm a Cub fan. And they hate me. I'm going to use the word hate. You know, they, oh, they love to hate, you know. But it's okay. They're just go not Cubbies. cultured. They're just not cultured. Yeah. They, <laughs> wait, wait. Be, be, before we go to the next guest, did you hear what they're trying to do with um, baseball this year? Yes, Grapefruit League and fall and uh, the uh, Cactus League. I yeah. like it. I don't know because I can't. We I mean, can't. If we win, we can't play the White Sox in the World Series. Well, that will never happen anyway. I want to beat them. White Sox don't have, <laughs> White Sox don't have enough. Uh, they don't have enough uh, bus tickets to get there. I want to beat the White Sox. <laughs> I want the Cubs to destroy the White Sox in the World Series to finally end the argument of who's the greatest in this city. Boom. There you have it. You don't need a World Series. That's what July is for. <laughs> well, the Cubs are not completely useless by September anymore. So, you know, hey, go Cubs. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Go Cubs. Go, go. Cubs. So, so, you know, um, we talked a lot about earlier today about, you know, Corona and, you know, what's happening in the black community. But I think sometimes when, when, when there are silver linings to, uh, especially when the stock market crashes, <laughs> there's a lot of silver linings. And, and that silver oh, yeah. lining is finding a way to make money. And I think, I think when you look at it, most of us black people, we don't really trust the stock market and we don't trust um, anybody else holding or, or, or investing our money. I'm not saying all. I didn't say all. So don't, don't come at the, me with the hate. Um, but joining us now is a good friend of mine who's helped my wife and I invest our money. And, and it was very helpful because it helped us weather through a lot of storms. My good friend, my buddy, Paris Lewis. Paris, welcome to the Black and Right. Hey, good afternoon. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. So, Paris, yeah. come on, yeah, man. Paris. Talk to the listening audience about how do we make money during a time like this? And, 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 and you know, did, this, did you agree with me? Is this a time to make money? This is a time to make money, uh, even in the course of the past couple of weeks, the market has increased by 20%. Um, there was a down tick, of course, in mid, mid-March, but that just uh, close to 30%, but that just shows you how quickly the market can rebound. Um, the way that it's best to uh, describe it is that you have to get in the game to get a chance to compete. Um, there are some uh, information that intimidates individuals when you really don't understand all the ins and outs of how the market works. Um, but one thing is certain is that this is a uh, excellent opportunity and time period to learn uh, with everybody <laughs> being in their homes, definitely from an educational standpoint, but more importantly, to look at uh, if this was to happen again in the future, would I want to be in the same position? And if the answer is no, it's about educating ourselves and being in a position mm-hmm. to be uh, better protected um, today and long term. Right. Pat? Hey, Paris, uh, I know that you're a really savvy guy. You've probably been trading and investing for a long time. But um, And the premise of this segment is how do we make money during the pandemic? And so let me ask you a question in this way. Is it better <laughs> right now, is it better right now to be an investor or an entrepreneur? Ooh, good question. Oh, that's a very good question. I want to I want to answer that twofold um, because this mm-hmm. is an exceptional opportunity for entrepreneurs. 
But for right now, right. Let's, I'm going to focus on the investment time period. It's, mm-hmm. I would go back to 2008, 2009 uh, as a uh, as registered representative, not said, you know what, I don't think there's going to be another time period in my life that you will get a chance to get into the market and uh, get a chance to gain some wealth. And wealth could be at the top end, in the middle, or just starting. Um, but now here, here it is again. You're looking at a, a time period and saying, wow, let's look at investing. And this is a great time to do that um, because mm-hmm. it's two forms of um, not understanding from the investor side and the entrepreneurial side. Uh, but the investor side, you can tend to get uh, uh, actual results that would be more positive right now. Um, as opposed to the entrepreneurial side, getting started, it will take a little bit longer to turn um, your actual brand and, and see the profits come in. Right. But for right now, to answer that question, I would say from getting involved on the invest, investment side. Okay, so in that, in that sense, I know we only have like five minutes left, and so let me ask sure, a quick clear. question. So as an investor, so you say the better opportunity for either one of those issues, either one of those areas is to be an investor. And I don't disagree with you. So what kinds of companies should people be looking at to buy right now? What are the hot companies or what industries are hot right now that people should be looking at making some investments in? Well, overall, we have to give, I got to give more of a general advice when it comes to not actually um, right no i know I mean, companies to your, um, comes back and, right yeah they come back and mm-hmm. they'll, they'll come back to your show I'm like john we listened to you and gave that device and it didn't work out oh yeah 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 you got work licensing work requirements absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah absolutely first and foremost uh what i can say is that uh, getting started is it makes sense to look closely at uh actual um getting started i like when i'm first starting with many clients i'm saying invest in what you in what you're currently investing in, where you're buying, you're making purchases. Let's look at those companies first and see if that's a good fit for an initial portfolio for individuals. Right. So how about this? How about this then? So should folks Certainly. be looking at tech, such as companies like Zoom, who are taking off with this new innovative way to have meetings and meet people and still be able to telework? Or should people be looking at the airline industry as they're going to get stimulus money and I wish have I a had bounce Zoom. back in there? I wish yeah, I'd have got I into Zoom, Zoom before this. twenty four dollars oh. a share. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, that's so it. That's should it, people that's be looking really, at? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, that follows what I was saying and right now. Mm-hmm. And you look at the companies that you have to spend your money in right now. You know, right. our individuals spending where are we spending our money right now? You look at, uh, you look at Zoom. Zoom can't. They can't even take care of the capacity yeah. from where they were initially yeah. set for. That's a great. That means there's growth that's taking place. Will it continue at that at that level? Right. Uh, who's to say? Um, but you, you look at co- companies as well as things change and get back to our new normal. They may start to look at, hey, let's utilize these uh, actual systems a little bit more in our uh, actual workplaces. And we, let's see, does it uh, benefit the company more by doing this or having people come in face to face? Right. That'll be an interesting question. If you're just joining we us, we're talking to Paris Lewis. He's one of our. Uh, one of my good financial advisors. So, Paris, how, how can people um, reach you to, 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 to further those discussions about um, investing um, and becoming an entrepreneur? Because um, I know you've helped us in so many ways. Um, so I, I really appreciate that. But do you have, like, any contact information where people can reach out to you? Sure. You're more than 
um, contact me at the office at 708-606-6911. That's 708-606-6911. My website is www.lewisfinancialconcepts.com and as well via email at plewis at lewisfinancialconcepts.com. And I'll, I'll put all that up on, on, on Black and Right sure. as well. So, hey, Paris, thanks so much for joining us, man. I mean, I, I really believe, uh, as you know, my wife was talking to you the other night about some of the stocks that we've been buying, and I really believe right. um, um, uh, you gave us some good advice on some of that. So thanks so much, man, and um, Absolutely. see yeah. you soon, brother. Hey, right, sounds good. Thanks you for joining Black and Right. All right. Hey, thanks for calling in, Paris. Well, Pat, we gotta get, it's time to get rich, man. It's time, it's time to, you know, I mean... I, I want to yeah, be rich, man, you know. Just... My birthday is my birthday is Monday. Did I? I forgot to say that Monday is my birthday. It's it's my birthday. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll be forty four Monday. Be Happy birthday, Monday, man. man! April thirteenth, man. I'll be forty four. Get never... some Stevie Wonder to close out the show. Today. Yeah, <laughs> never. I honestly, I never thought I'd see past twenty one when I was coming up through Chicago. But to to mm. make it to forty four has been, you know, something else and. You know, t- t- so so on tomorrow, man. We um, I don't know if you've heard of the uh, we bow the knee. It's uh something that we're gonna be um at the noon hour bowing our knees, um uh, just to say God heal our land. You know, from everything that we've been dealing with. But uh, coming up next, we talk that to that sounds great. That sounds great. Yeah, coming up next, we talk to a college freshman, Angela Hahn, and a Hinsdale Central High School junior who started a GoFundMe that raised over thirty thousand dollars. Thirty thousand. For um, local first responders and and nurses, and they'll tell the story better than I can. We'll be right back. Black and right continues on AM five sixty. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM five sixty. The answer. I love that sound right there. Can we just play that just a little, just just a few more seconds? Never. Come on, Off Daddy. Off Daddy on the board. All right, welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Hey, I just needed to hear that song. Whenever you call me, I'll be there. Um, joining me today is my guest co-host, Patrick the Hitman Brutus. Patrick, you good over there? Man, I'm broadcasting live. I'm doing real good. This is a great corona-free broadcast today. <laughs> I just saw that message. I almost spit up my water. <laughs> you know, um, um, throughout this whole process, though, um, I wanted to. Uh, I had a fr- I had somebody reach out to me and say, "Hey, look, uh, I think I have so- a-, a good story." Um, and and this person, I'm gonna say her name. Her name is Cynthia Hopkins. She's from the Asian Asian American Advocacy. And um, she's t- she calls, she says, hey, do you, I, gotta, I think I got a, a good personal interest story about um, some Chinese Americans, um, high school students, I, I believe one's a high school student, one's a college student, that they raised over $30,000 and delivered PPEs to local first responders in Oak Brook and the Clarendon Hills area. She says, um, and, and, and I loved her statement, Cynthia. She says, while there is, so, while there is much debate, debate about the virus, and the pain caused to the world by the Chinese government, I think it will be interesting to hear about the thought and insight from the Chinese-American community. And with that, I'd like to welcome to the show Angela and Dov. Angela, Dov, welcome to Black and Right. 
Hi, we're so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having us. Hey, no problem. So, hey guys. talk to me about this. What? How did you come up with this idea? And how many how many first responders and how many people have you reached with this? Um, well, uh, originally, a couple students and I had plans to host musical performances at our local nursing homes. But now with COVID-19 and social distancing, we, we can't really do that anymore. Right. So I know I wanted to find a way to help out people in our community. I spoke to a couple of family members and family friends, and they overwhelmingly felt the same way. So uh, we decided to collaborate with Art for Life, which Angel is a part of, uh, to work on raising and donating personal protective equipments to uh, local hospitals, medical care centers, um, first responders and nursing homes in our local area. Yeah, and so far we've donated to over like 30 institutions, so uh-huh. it's really been amazing to see the high demand for PPE. So it's definitely been a cool experience. That is amazing. Patrick, you got anything for him? Wow. I just want to say, first of all, congratulations, because you don't see too many young people doing stuff like this. And I think that's very impressive, and it speaks to your larger um um, concern for humanity, guys. And, you know, a thousand questions like, how did you guys get together? Do you know each other? Are you brother and sister, cousins, or what have you? Also, 30 institutions. How did you guys make those connections? Um, well, Angela and I are, we know each other uh, because we're family friends. Um, mm-hmm. And we, uh, are, we had, we just continued to contact people in our uh, local area uh, sometimes they would respond, uh, and sometimes they would respond and, uh, not be interested. But I guess, uh, the, the people that were interested really were able to help us out. And mm-hmm. yeah, because we started off just calling medical practices around our community, like hospitals mm-hmm. and we got redirected wow. and just so many people were like, we need everything you can get, which is absolutely amazing. I'm going to tell you, the, and, hey, 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 Angela, this is this was the greatest thing that I saw because I went on your GoFundMe because you guys have a GoFundMe. I'll let you guys talk about all that later. Um, but you guys have a GoFundMe. You guys raised that mm-hmm. much money with not a lot of givers, though. That I mean, not a lot of people that actually get. I thought that was amazing. I saw that $8,600 gift anonymous. I was like, oh, oh wow. Is? <laughs> because 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 that's who we are as Americans. Um, when we see our fellow brother or sister down, we want to jump out and we want to figure out how we can help. And I think that's what let you guys do that, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess um, we we looked at the situation. We saw that we had to do something. And so we just decided to take action and uh, try to help out those in our community who really needed help. And to our donors as well, we're extremely thankful uh, that they saw the how crucial the situation was and that they decided to... Um, to do something for the other people in their community. So, yeah. yeah. And you yeah, guys, already, go ahead, yeah. go ahead, Angela. Oh, I've just been thinking that even though we're put through the worst of times, it honestly brings the best out of people. And it's just been so amazing to see how strong our community is in working together and fighting against coronavirus. Yeah. So where, where, where can people I, find, you guys have a Facebook, yeah. uh, can people find your, where can they find your GoFundMe and all that? You can, uh, um, I'll also link that to Black and White later today as well. But where can people find you? Well, we have a Facebook page. It's called COVID-19 Relief Group. And uh, if you go on there, you can find our daily updates. Uh, You'll find a link to our GoFundMe. Uh, You'll find a promo video that we have on YouTube. And and yeah. Mm -hmm. And our GoFundMe is called Help Get PPE to Chicagoland Health Workers. So if you want to hit up that... (laughs) (laughs) Angela Han and da, is it Dove Chen? Yeah, 
Yeah. Thanks so much so for joining can. Black and Right, and I'll make sure I, I, I pump this out because, you know what, we're Americans. That's who we are, and we really appreciate everything that you guys are doing to touch yeah. and Thanks touch so many people's lives. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. All right. Guys, I got a laugh for you coming up. You guys ready to laugh? Get ready to laugh with the Black and Right crowd with a guy. I guarantee you everybody who's a parent will understand. Up next, I'm just going to say his name, Matt Shale. We'll be right back. It's this show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Oh, I just wanted to drop so bad. I wanted to drop. I wanted to drop. Welcome back to Black and the Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, alongside my guest co-host today, Patrick the Hitman Brutus. What's up, brother? <laughs> I love that nickname. Oh, I love come that on, nickname. Man, you I'm got... ready to laugh. You know, I'm ready to laugh with Matt Shell. I'm ready to laugh. This is going to be great. Okay, so hit it. People of Earth, I got to talk about homeschooling. Homeschool is crazy. All right, first of all, teachers everywhere, we're we're sorry. We're sorry. We didn't like I didn't like we knew, but we didn't know. Homeschooling is this weird. It's it's a mix. It's a mix. At one at one moment you're you're really proud and and there's all this triumph and you're looking at your child like wow that's amazing. I didn't even know you could do that. The very next minute you're yelling like what happened? I thought you said you could read. Oh, yes, yes, the answer's seven. Seven, just write down seven. Just write seven. Write seven. Just write seven. The answer's seven. You told me it was seven. Why are you crying? It ain't easy. We've only got two. One's in, one's in first grade. The other one's in preschool. And we're still like... Ugh. Oh, my God. Welcome to the show, Matt Shell. Dude, you, you are ridiculous, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I know. I wait, wait. First of all, I know when I reached out to you, you were like what? Uh, okay, this is kind of weird. Uh, he wants me to come on the show. Like, I don't do politics, right? I, I was I was slightly confused, you know. <laughs> but I figured, let me just investigate a little bit. See what this is going. <laughs> but 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 Matt, I think as as you and I talked, I have six kids. So, dude, when when I saw, I I, I promise you, my wife. I, I think you befriended my wife on Facebook. <laughs> She she will tell you, I've played this video, I don't know how many times. You know why? Because I can relate. <laughs> I can relate to it. It's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Teachers, I, I have a totally newfound respect for teachers as you do. So, Matt, Matt, I mean, what? how did you come up with this? What what made you do this uh, skit? This, um, I, I, have a, I have a few videos on Facebook of me just sort of in this format. This sort of like dad rants, sort of selfie interview. But... I was noticing, I just couldn't help but notice just how much trouble we were having just with our two, our two children. Like, we only have two. You've got six. <laughs> we're not even outnumbered, and we're still, we're still feeling defeated. Half the game is trying to, is trying to do the, the lesson plan, because you don't want, we can't, we can't be the ones that send our, our kids back to school as numbskulls. Right. So we got to really try to make sure we're doing it right. Meanwhile, my, my four-year-old's running around just bored and impatient. So it's this struggle between teaching and and keeping him occupied. So I figured I, gotta, I just had to get it off my chest. <laughs> and and, and I've, I've actually went on. You have a YouTube channel, too. So 
I, I I saw I saw I went on your YouTube channel, dude. You just are you just born with 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 craziness? <laughs> just, just, I couldn't. It's in the family. Yeah, yeah. So I I saw your your I don't know if that's your wife. She said, um, uh, please join me in listening to my better my other half. Um, so you 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 just make people laugh, right? I do my best, yes, sir. And I think I think when you look at what we're what we're all dealing with right now, I mean, people need to laugh, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to kind of sort of end the show with you because uh, I thought that you had such a message that people—that's uh, that gut laugh. Patrick, what you got for him? I don't think we have Patrick. I think Patrick lost left us. No, I'm back on. Go ahead. What do you got for him, Pat? Oh, okay. Hey. Yeah, hey, Matt. No, thanks. Uh, I love the stuff that you do because you talk about families and kids, and it's real stuff. Like, you know, um, John's got six kids. I got three. He's done twice the Lord's work that I have done. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's really good stuff. Like, but, like, you know, beyond, like, do you have kids yourself? Like, or, like, what is the, the motivation behind some of your material? It's, um, you know, a, a large part of it is just getting it off my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been, you know, I've been told, I've been told before, and, and I am a trained performer, love being in front of the room, oh, you know, you it's, it's something I definitely enjoy, but it's, um, I, I come from a very funny family. The shells are funny. <laughs> it, it shows. <laughs> so, most of my life has just been trying to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> right, right, right. That's kind of where it all came from. <laughs> Wait, so are you, are you, you're not the baby in the family, are you? I am the baby of the family. Oh, that explains oh, a lot. There it is there's right there. Com- there's that common denominator right there. Yes. There's that common denominator. Yes. Hey, Mike, were, were you Youngest that kid that five. had to present? Did you have to perform in front of your family like Eddie Murphy did? You know, like, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> it's a certain way you have to, because the oldest is going to absorb all the resources. Yep. So as the youngest, you got to find a way to work your way into the parents' hearts. <laughs> right, that's, you know what I mean? Because like I didn't even know I didn't know new pants until I was going to college. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought everybody's older siblings gave it to them. <laughs> that's why I had to have you on, man. See, you have us even. Wait, you got you got Hoff Daddy to laugh. He put on the headphones. What does that mean, Hoff Daddy? You about to say something? <laughs> no, I just want to hear that. <sighs> but 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 Matt, so. Uh, we have we have thirty seconds left. Where can people find your YouTube? Uh, what what's the name of the YouTube channel? Facebook uh, page where people can continue to laugh, uh, and, and for you to bring laughter to the people and to the masses. Matt Shell, come. You can find me on YouTube at Matt Shell I V M A T T S H E L L I V like Roman numeral four. Uh, I, everything from my YouTube, most of everything from my YouTube is on my Facebook page, but you'll find a little bit more on YouTube. Uh, but the Facebook page, same name. Come find me at Matt Shell, and same handle on Twitter. So I mean, not Twitter, um, Instagram. So when I need to have somebody to, to laugh, I'm gonna call on you any and every time, and you gotta say yes. You can't say no, Matt. Okay? Deal. Hey, we black. Hey, wait, wait. We right. black. We family now. When you meet once, you're family now, right? That's it. That's <laughs> it. We're all cousins now. We're all cousins now. <laughs> all right, all right. You listen to the Black and Right on AM 560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, with the Hitman. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right. 
on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, alongside my guest co-host today, Patrick the Hitman Brutus. So, Patrick. There it is. Patrick, it's over. show's gone. It's done. It's over. Can you imagine? Yeah. So, Patrick, how can people find you? Uh, Give you a closing, because I'm going to end this show um, in a a very special way today, because I think it's, um, as as my good friend Ron Sandek would say, apropos. Uh, Give people your um, um, 45-second closing. Well, you know, going out to the break, you guys were playing Sebastian Gorka, and so it reminded me that my kids were all excited to see and hear me on the radio today, and they were like, Daddy, use your British accent. You know, because they watch me playing golf and they hear how the sportscasters do their thing. And so I thought about that. And can you imagine if we would have done the show in our English accents? What but, country do you come from, sir? <laughs> <laughs> but most people can find me. But most people can find me on Facebook at Patrick Brutus. Uh, just regular postings all day long, usually. While, you know, I'm here in my basement, sheltering in. But this has been a great opportunity, uh, John, and I really do appreciate you inviting me to be a co-host today. And so I look forward to the next time. Uh, we just rocked and rolled, ripped and run today, and hopefully we're able to be entertaining and informative to our listeners. And I thank you guys at 560 AM, the answer for providing the answer. Yeah, thank you so much, Patrick. And as you noticed, we probably didn't do much of our um, audio and all that type of stuff, right? You know, we've got to adapt and improvise. That's adapt right. Adapt and improvise. So, so, so hey, guys. Um, Monday's my birthday. It'd be great if you go to J. Anthony Speaks on Twitter or Facebook and wish me a happy birthday. I'd be that. That'll be so sweet and nice. Uh, it's Monday. Uh, if you can join us tomorrow, twelve o'clock, bow the knee. We bow the knee. Uh, we, uh, we, it's, it's, no one's leading this effort. It's just that we're bowing the knee to say, "Lord, heal our land." And with that, I would like to introduce again my good friend, if she's there, and she's. Uh, my good friend, Cherie Patrice. She's going to take us yeah. out in song. Um, Thank you. And um, you know what? I'm really excited and thankful. Uh, Cherie, you'll have about a, a minute and 30 seconds, minute and 45 seconds to sing. Um, but I want to let everybody know, uh, happy Easter. Uh, continue to enjoy your family. Love each other. Um, let's, let's, let's not spread hate, but continue to spread love. And remember, it's okay. It's okay to be different. It's okay to have different beliefs. It's okay. It's okay to be black and right. Cherie, take it away. Lord, hear our cry. Come heal our land. Breathe life into the dry and thirsty soul. Lord, hear our prayers, forgive our sins, as we call on your name, would you make this a place for your glory to dwell? Open the blind eyes, unlock the deaf ears. Come to your people as we draw near. Hear us from heaven, touch our generation. We are your people.